0: Welcome to the Hot Sauce Pod, the original the OG lineup tonight, which is good. How are you guys doing? Doing good,
1: man. Uh, I hope all I'm you gonna... guys are well, more
0: well-rested than I am. That's all I'm saying. I know. Justin's got a lot of stuff going on, man. getting a house ready. Preparing a house to sell. Nice, nice, nice. So, hold on. Eliminators. Let's just jump right into it, man. Eliminators are happening right now. I am, I think I I, I, I kind of overdid it. I have, I'm currently, <laughs> have. I have nine eliminators right now. No the same as me and I have another one i have a, I'm in at least ten now i I don't know what I was thinking when they first when they first came up i guess I, I was thinking that you had a i just wanted to get in a bunch and I thought that maybe you would like you w- you wouldn't get in some so I just start, I just like over applied thinking not not, not not thinking that I was gonna get into every single one of them um, but there I mean there was a couple I haven't heard anything yet from but I'm, I'm in 10 solid ones right now the open bar auction hasn't sent me the invite yet but i got some other info regarding them but i'm in i have nine on my my mfl dashboard right there that's without the, the open bar that's coming and i i there was a couple i forgot all about next thing you know i get this invitation and i'm like oh wow okay so if i mean there, there could be a chance i could be in like 10 drafts at the same time all happening um at once so Now, how are you guys doing with your Eliminators, I know? Um, Brian, you said you were in in one. one. You're in one?
1: I'm in one. I'm just in our hot sauce pod. Look, I've been so busy. Like, all this fantasy care stuff dropped right around the time that I was like, hey, my house looks like hell, and I have to get pictures and have people walk through it in a week and a half. Well, so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you guys are all focusing on that. And I'm like, where's my phone? I don't know. I, I ain't got time. I think Greg's in
2: about 20 and double of some of
3: them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I overlap <laughs> I some because it. I like to get the buzz and, you know, get all kind. and feel like giving back. <laughs> so I sign up for a bunch <laughs> of these things. I, I've, I've, I've uh, accepted, well, yeah, I've accepted t- I've accepted invite for 10 so far. And I know I signed up for more. I did 20 last year. I like to spend about yeah. 200 Wait. bucks on them every year. Yeah, yeah. Wow, twenty.
0: What was that? It's okay. So, how does what's that like when they're all going off at the same time?
3: Well, I don't do them all at the same time. See, I'm going to do ten. I'm going (laughs) to do these ten, and then when when these drafts are about halfway done, I'm going to go back in Ah, and redo uh, some more. You know, because if yeah, yeah, some of them will be. You're going to put another entry uh, in for the hot sauce pod.
2: You can get another (laughs) entry there. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
3: Hilarious. Nice. Fucking hilarious. I think you had two in H2 too, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I did two in chains, which surprises nobody. I did two in the hot sauce pod. And I did two in uh Savchecks, Carl Savchecks. I did it twice. So Yes. So like John, pro- John's, John's probably not too thrilled oh, with the, the great birthday right right
2: yeah. John Bosch is like, who the fuck is this guy? Why does he keep signing up twice for everything? Yeah. well I got I, mean,
3: I got hey, I, I got my I got my uh, sfb9 invite from him last year so you know it's cool. oh right?
2: nice yeah.
0: so I mean just to get into the eliminator really really quick there it's called the, the fantasy cares eliminators it's kind of tied into the the Scott fishbowl kind of it's right underneath that umbrella because it's uh the, the fantasy cares toys for Tots drive uh, go drive uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on with with um, you know, it's a ten dollar ten dollar entry and it's like fifty dollars goes to the champion, hundred bucks goes to fantasy cares, and it's, right. it's it's an eliminator. It's um you know it's a best ball, so you just draft your team and you don't have to worry about it anymore.
3: Seventeen uh, players, one 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 owner is eliminated per week. The lowing lowest scoring, scoring owner is eliminated every week.
0: Right. So you have six there are sixteen rounds, I believe, and I think the mm-hmm. top eight scorers on your team. Basically, go up against whoever yeah, you're. Yeah. The, yeah, it's best you know. ball. Yeah, you're going up against everyone else, and the, everyone else is top eight scores So if you have the, the, low, the, the lowest number, then you're out, and that's it. You get you're out. listening
3: to this podcast and haven't signed up for one, go do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, John yep. Bob. Uh, good cause. He's, uh, right, exactly. He, he runs them. They're, they're awesome. So, so Greg, um, you were most recently on the clock.
3: Um, I was you in you Stompy. Up,
0: you made your pick in Stompy's Eliminator.
3: Yep, and I'd like to give a shout out to Stompy's crew. We uh, all donated a little extra, and ended up uh, our eliminator is up was up to almost four hundred bucks when wow. whatever when all, when all was said and done in Stompy's. So we 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 all pitched in a little extra, and Stompy's uh, eliminator got a, got some good money for this charity. So yeah, I had the two pick overall, and I took Lamar Jackson at the two spot. I was going to take CMC. I was going to take George Kittle, but. I like Lamar Jackson. I like having that kind of running back and quarterback all in one. Then if you're not familiar with the scoring, it's very, very, very weird. Yes. So we have a, <laughs> some tight end scoring. You get one and a half points for a catch and one and a half points for a down. Let's, let's talk about some of the things that's thinking now. Um,
0: you know, it's pretty basic four points for passing. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the completions
1: and in, incompletions thing, that one's interesting. Yeah. So it's
0: one point
3: like, for a complete or uh, 6 uh, point six points for a completion and minus one point for an incompletion. Minus four points for a right. interception. interception. Yeah. But if you throw
0: three interceptions, yep. it's an additional minus three.
3: That's so, yep. And if you throw
2: four oh. interceptions, it's minus four. Oh, um, so yeah. you really don't want Stafford that one meltdown game a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's also tiered PPR, so you have a half point
0: per reception for running backs, .75 for for wide receivers, and then the, the tight ends kind of the big the big play in this whole eliminator thing, yeah. 1.5 for a catch, 1.5 for a first down. You're getting three points out of your tight end if he catches a ball and, go, and goes for a first down. So if you're those, those, those high-level tight ends just became extra uh, high-level. So the, yeah. the, that top tier of tight ends really becomes almost like a top overall player.
1: Why receivers get 1.25 for a first down catch versus a tight end getting three. You know, uh running back if they catch a first down, it's one point. If they run for one, it's point two five. So those tight end scoring numbers are just nuts. I mean, you're getting sixty percent more for for that person. I'm a
2: lot of Mark Andrews through the nine eliminators. I mean <laughs> So um so
0: let. so I'm in the the Ryan McDowell eliminator. And what's interesting about that is Ryan McDowell's kinda like I mean, how he's kind of like the king of I guess dynasty, or I mean, I don't know if that's even
3: right, yeah,
0: proper,
1: but it's close enough.
0: Yeah, close enough. Yeah, I mean, if you play dynasty football, you know who Ryan McDowell is. So to give you a sneak peek on on his strategy, I guess he had the 14th pick in this eliminator. He went Alvin Kamara fell to him, and he goes and takes Breeze with his second pick. Then he then with his Mm -hmm. third pick, the 48th overall, he took Ceh. Then he went Cooper and then the the fifth and sixth round he went Taylor and then Swift. So he's going heavy running back here. He he's got, swinging for the fences on these rookies. So he yeah. So I thought that was interesting that he not, he, not guys, one tight end. He he ended up not to, a, team, they, not a single
1: yeah, tight end. That's
0: a, his first tight gonna, end game in the seventh round with Dallas Goddard. And then yeah, he's
1: gonna be a disadvantage at that point when you got a guy when you've got guys like Ertz. Uh, Andrews. I'm not even going to mention like Kelsey and, and Kittle. We know about those guys, but Andrews, Ertz, Waller's probably going to have another 70 receptions. I'm not giving him 90 something or whatever, but you know, 70 for 900 is reasonable for him, and that's that's huge numbers, you know.
0: Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Dallas got her in the seventh. Nicole Hardman, and then the Niners D and the Ravens D. <laughs> well, he's leaving. It'll be
1: fun. That's attempt. about right in yeah, a best ball. Yep, that's with about right. The scoring
2: points, yeah, I think it's fine. Plus, defenses don't get hurt, right? I yeah, can look at that a risk- way in best ball. Like they're gonna, they somebody's gonna be on the field playing defense. Maybe they don't have the greatest game, but they can get you maybe seven points, like yeah. on a, bad, a good week, and twenty to thirty on a good week in some in this scoring. Right. So I think I took one. Oh, I can't remember which Eliminator was, but I took one in the sixth just for something different. He's like, all the other players are scoring right around there. I'm like, guess who has no injury risk whatsoever? It's defense.
3: Uh, so I was like, yeah. well,
2: I'll take a weird pick in the middle and try something different. Yep, yeah. lots of people
3: not, talked about that last year as a strategy. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not in on the kickers. The defenses I feel okay about if you can get, like, one or two of the top ones or even, like, near that 16 round in a 17-man draft, like, it's going to be depleted. I mean, yeah. we've all – Seen these kind of drafts before, so it's like, why not take a couple of defenses? You know, at least they're going to score something, and they're not going to get injured, and they have to be relevant. Nice. See, I've got to figure out how early to draft Justin
1: Tucker now, like fourth, fifth round. I, I don't know. It's it's real. You know, Grego's going Crosby in the fifth. <laughs>
3: I don't think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even see any points for place kickers. Do you?
1: Yeah, go to the main scoring. If you're looking at the scoring length of field goals, extra points, etc. And it's they pretty were pretty standard. basic.
2: They didn't have yeah, anything like – oh, there wasn't it. any kickers spectacular. They had some defenses kind of up there in that, what I'd call probably like the fourth, fifth round range as far as scoring points compared to last year in this format. So there's some defenses that can put up some serious points and
1: give you a lot of help. The tackles for loss thing is good because with the one point for tackle for loss, a mm-hmm. good defensive line can make a big difference there. Other than that, it's kind of standard. Just don't get a shitty defense that's going to end up giving up thirty something, forty something points, and then you're all right. Because when they start knocking off five points off your score, it's like, oh, I just got you know. At least the one thing I'm glad they don't have is yards against. I don't see any yards against, which is good.
0: Yeah, you got to find that New England New England Patriots D from last year. they, they, They. they were outscoring yeah,
1: first
0: yeah. quarter. That's who he's I
2: good. that's who I drafted in the sixth. Oh yeah. If he's in this format, they put up 250 points, which yeah. is I believe right. right around like Kenny Galladay numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. might
1: be that was probably good with Tom Brady behind the helm, but you know Jarrett Stidham's probably going to give the ball away. I, like, the I, they on probably three won't yet. do that good. Sorry.
2: And I jumped on defense a little bit early, but like I said, it's I in nine of them. <laughs> it's like yeah. eh, try something. Di- I'll try something different in a few of them and see what works out. I just want to beat Larry.
1: So Larry, okay. t- tell us about our big news that we
2: got going on. You Uh-oh. tweeted
1: about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Write this, this timestamp be- down. Cut this out. We're gonna shoot to Greggles, and he's gonna tell us about our big news.
1: <laughs> if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be an announcement, let's go ahead and let uh, Greg or you know go ahead and pop it off, Greg, because ah. it's like it's
0: I'm
3: Greg last week. I'm fucking
0: Greg from last week. Yes,
3: you are. That is exactly who you are. So every year, the weekend prior to kick off the Scott Fishbowl, we usually start that Monday morning, the first Monday in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are actually going to be on a potathon that overnight, that weekend. So if you would like cool to tune we, in... Uh, <laughs> we made it! The hot we sauce we we'll be, will be on. We will be fantastic. We will be energetic. We will be super duper... At 1:30 a.m. Yeah, yeah. my time, Central Time, I believe it is. is 2:30 Eastern.
2: 2:30 Eastern. I think it's 2:30, 2:30 Eastern.
3: What yeah. 1:30 Central? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I am scared to death. I think it's a great spot. Listen, uh, we're gonna have like the other, like the normal Larry guy out there listening to us at 2:30 in the morning and third shifters. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. I took the day off of work let's for go, it, so please tune in. Listen to those us.
1: Let's go folks are going to be like, who are these dudes? Yeah. The <laughs> somebody out in Cali or in Oregon's going to be like, what the
0: fuck is this? Are, on the fucking,
1: fucking yeah. Spotify.
0: I mean, Matthew.
3: List. Yeah. Guys, yeah. it's yeah, much, right. much early. It's much, much earlier than I expected us to get on. To honest. I,
1: I honestly expected, yeah. like, oh, give it. Here we go with three or four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. So yep, that's yeah.
3: what I expected. 4 o'clock in the morning to to get a 1.30 yeah. Central Time spot is uh, <laughs> scary. It's so I think scary. That's, that's why you know,
0: that's as good as prime time, man. Seriously,
1: this this works out well for me because we're setting up the last bedroom on the opposite end of the house as my new office. For staging or whatever, so man, at one thirty in the morning, I can be as loud and drunk as I want to be because I'll be on the opposite end of the house with the baby and my wife. So and it's, it. a,
0: and it's the perfect time to be hammered too. Like you know, it's gonna. And you yeah. know,
1: I'm self employed. I'm just not going to schedule any work that Monday, so it's fine. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a little sleepy so, that day. It sounds yeah.
3: like you guys are all very excited, and Greg's scared. Uh, <laughs> we, we we should be okay as long as we can all get some reliable internet. But other than that, right. if, I mean, Larry I'm, not that. That I'm, I'm not counting on that
1: computer.
0: I might just get a new brand new laptop for this just for just because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to fuck anything up here.
3: Well, I went and bought a brand new laptop. And how did that work out for me last week?
2: Larry? <laughs> not Well, <laughs> <laughs> may Look, I add I'm the I'm only really one right. on a cell phone in my reception has been very good. Yeah, <laughs> and you're out in like some podunk shop. Like, yeah, six I'm at a off. I'm in a, at a nine and a half, yeah. nine and a half by eight and a half metal fucking box with a door open. <laughs> Still got better internet than Larry. Like I'm
1: sitting here up. with a tropical storm rolling through. Like, I literally, it's the storm is coming through. We got the first uh, wave. I went for a run, and that was about the time that it started. Like, the first uh, finger of, you know, not that it's very established at this point, but yeah. So and Larry's the one with the with the
3: issues. Oh, great! I can't fucking believe mm-hmm. it. Well, I have a repeater that I have in my basement to pull some of the Wi-Fi into my basement. And I actually, I'm sitting in my kitchen right now, and I grabbed my repeater from downstairs, and I have my repeater right here in the <laughs> right here. That, that will never happen again.
2: That will no, never. Like, happen. like not again. To me
3: last week will never. I was so mad. Shane Miller on my podcast. I was so angry. Greg, Greg has his fucking it was the idol perfect the episode. Podcast.
0: Can't Greg, <laughs> you listened back and you were like, "Damn, I missed that part." Were you like,
3: "Did you say?" To be honest. <laughs> I can't. I can't listen back it. to our podcast.
1: You guys what actually listen back to our podcasts? No, but I did listen to you guys last week because I was off. But I can't listen to myself.
2: I, it just I can't listen work. to myself. I listen to the I first one and I. I cringed my way through the entire first episode. I probably and my son was, my. It. I mean, think about it. we're on we're on, a, we're on the released. Potathon. We have a lost episode. We're legit, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of us can
3: seem to have halfway decent internet.
0: So the Podathon <laughs> the Potathon is a twenty-four hour live event, July fifth and sixth, two thousand twenty. Starts at eight p.m. Eastern time, and it features the biggest names in the fantasy industry, raising money for fantasycares.net. and
2: us. <laughs> the
1: biggest names, <laughs> right.
3: exactly, Brian. You and I on the same page there. <laughs> biggest names and those exactly.
0: guys. That's funny.
2: we are those guys? What's up?
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's like July Fourth weekend, we like, right? Isn't that July Fourth weekend? So people, people yep. are gonna be coming back from their parties, their barbecues, they'll be fired up. And I, I can tell you, when this was going on last year, like I, I got up in the middle of the night for a piss, and I just like turned it on to see who was, who was who was on just because i knew they were they were going so long yeah.
3: i just i just watched i watched the whole thing last year i yeah. slept uh, for like two hours that, that sounds right. I, wa- I watched the whole thing last
0: year <laughs> i i was jumping in and out the whole like the, I, the whole day i watched it, i watched the hq guys i, I t- that was when i probably first tuned in when the hq guys were on i jumped in on them then i just kind of was in and out um i saw jj and you know, all the guys you know like uh elliot chris baby zacharyson and uh, Barry called in and then I remember getting up in the middle of the night and then the ball blast girls were, uh, were on, they were on and like, they had like the f- four o'clock in the morning slot. So I just assumed we'd get one of those slots when he said two 30, I was like, Oh my God, people are still going to be awake
1: for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, right yeah, our, our we... listeners are going to be prime time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, even Jerry, Jerry O'Shea, he's a he's a listener out in Ireland and he was like, "Yeah, all right. He's like,
1: it's seven thirty in the morning. I'll be getting ready for work or some shit.
2: Well,
0: <laughs> we're going to really, get European yeah, listeners out of this. It's going to be like, fantastic. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, that's exciting. So uh, yeah, it's, it should be interesting. And, and um, Salito and Kevin Cotillo. Now, we have a lot we have a lot in common with Cotillo since we're all he's in the HQ league. If we combine
1: all of our followers on Twitter, we have like a third of him. So that's good.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean <laughs> we, can, we can we can we can give him a
1: hard time for not making any trades in in a trades league. I don't there know. hasn't been any action in HQ one. I don't think I'm gonna have to send a bunch of offers out. It has been quiet I, in there.
2: In my defense, I try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you sure did, you asshole. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Listen, cool listen, in. I can't be the only one that boards shit off for trades, people.
0: <laughs>
2: I, don't Guys, have, I, don't have I only do it to people I know. For fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. What's
1: for everybody me? listening, if you're not in HQ1, it's nice to trade HQ1. It's a 16-team, super flex um tied in premium yada 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 all right 16. i get a a cold offer from from brian here he's looking to grab himself some, some matt stafford now don't you're you're <laughs> situation. Uh,
2: extremely it's, shitty right now those,
1: so he wants himself a piece of matthew stafford and so he offers me andy dalton
2: yes <laughs> T.Y. best backup in dallas okay he's a great backup uh, hey
1: you know, according to everybody on Twitter, apparently Dak Prescott is going to die this summer, and he's going to be the starter. So uh, maybe that I would actually work out well out. for that team. Andy Dalton, T. Y. Hilton, a twenty twenty one second, and a All 20, third. All right, I would offer first, but
2: that's not even
1: that's not even four quarters for a dollar. That's four dimes for a dollar. What the hell are you doing? And I, I was I, bored. I messaged I'm not back. gonna lie.
2: I was I was bored, <laughs> and I and this uh, this league is hard to make like a cold offer. Like, it's hard to look at your roster his roster and be like willing to give up enough, really enough, to get a quarterback. Like, you're cutting your knees off somewhere else. else. So, I was bored. I stared at this league for like half an hour, and I finally went, fuck it. (laughs) And I sent him a shitty offer. I gutted this
1: team last year, completely gutted it, and ended up with a super young, with some future picks, et cetera. I don't want a 90-year-old wide receiver (laughs) – who plays seven games a year, a backup QB, and what is the equivalent to? Oh, well, it's Greg's pick? So it might be the number one. <laughs> it's a
2: 201. The two hundred one. That's the two hundred one. That's Greg. not a terrible. Not pick. our Greg. It's not our Greg. The other Greg. The other Greg.
1: No, but anyways, basically, a, a, at best, a late second, early third, as far as you know, when we talk about twelve team weeks, no. And I, my response in the in the rejection was, this is the kind of shit that's going to make me call you out on the hot sauce. Oh. And
2: <laughs> I'll call myself out. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. And he knew. Listen, <laughs> he knew. I knew 110% you were not going to take, <laughs> <knew. that> <laughs> take that trade. Oh, I had no doubt. I had but no doubt. if you send that shit to Manolo,
1: if you send that shit to Manolo, you might have yourself a deal worked out in about no, six no, or no, eight No, no,
2: no, 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 no. I have tried to get Ryan Tannehill from him for like last seven months. Oh, and I've spent on, hours well, in trade talks.
1: No, he loves Ryan Tannehill. He gonna... Ryan Tannehill and Patrick Mahomes are in the same tier for him. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I don't who know else he, he has. He's got
2: like a, bunch of, a bunch of crap though. behind and him, though.
1: I don't have Monoma, Kyler Monoma. Murray anymore. Because <laughs>
0: oh,
1: wow. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Wants to well, he's on. got Burrow He's got Burrow and Tannehill. I don't know who else he has because he had the 101. I remember that.
2: Yeah, I'm, he's not trading me Burrow for sure. For sure. So it, It's either Tannehill or nobody from him, and I've tried a lot. I'm, I think I'm just going to have to
1: hold on to Stafford because like the best offers I'm getting are like one single first. And th- that's you could have countered.
2: You could have countered. What the hell was I going to counter with there, partner?
3: No,
1: seriously. something a though.
2: better idea I, than mine. I haven't I haven't had a
1: chance to really look at trades. I did make a series of trades, but uh, I haven't had a chance to really look at stuff this week. It's been crazy. So I saw that one was like, mm, yeah, well, about that one.
2: Sure. What? don't I give you a good chuckle? You're in your day. Okay, okay so,
0: <laughs> so what, what is Stafford worth in a 16 team super flag? That's
1: a good I don't know. I don't know.
2: We you can't it's, quarterback value is stupid I mean, in this league anyway because A it's everybody knows what they're doing for the most part. Like there's nobody like you're taking advantage of in this league.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and B
2: work league. Nobody wants to cough up a quarterback so the value is spiked way up. Like you have to overpay it's, to get a quarterback. Like you're for not giving a fair deal. For me
1: personally, I feel like I should get two for, two future firsts, like a 21 and a 22. I think that would be reasonable. I, but I, I have know. a 22, because, I don't have a 21. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you So you're not doing me much good if you send me Andy Dalton in a in a 22 first or something like that.
2: Well, well <laughs> so I don't well, know, no, but I, I, that's I just
1: a, where I value him in this league, but I don't know if that's the market value and if it's not, I think I just have to hold him for now. You know.
2: I would consider that. Like I mean, if, if per se I had the two first, like I'd probably pay that for him. Right, Stafford worth just just say we didn't have the rookie
0: draft. Would he be worth as far as a a first rounder? Would he, Stafford or the one four Justin Herbert went there? Would you rather have I Stafford got
1: Catillo? I th- Catillo I think sent me like the one oh four for him, and I didn't because I I didn't want Herbert over. Uh, Over uh, Stafford. I just would have rather had Stafford. I think I get six or seven more years of Stafford. I'm not going to have him on my roster. I've got Mahomes and Murray. Like, I reset my team from Derek Carr, Mitch Trubisky, and fucking Ben Roethlisberger this year to now Mahomes, Kyler, and uh, Stafford. So I've got some, I'm not in a hurry moving by any means. Right, right, right. But somebody at some point is going to be like, oh, snap, I need a quarterback. And that guy that guy run dff down there justin he, he might have himself something you know let me un- so, let me unload some players to get yeah. that
0: nice well, so speaking of um rookie, rookie drafts what do you what do you think about the uh rookie qb skill position players affecting
1: the production in year 1 justin yeah you know i i brought this up and it's been part of i think it, it was discussed a little bit um people and their expectations and specifically the chargers cuz i don't think that tyrod holds off uh herbert long nah but what are the realistic expectations for herbert i mean if you look at the all-time leading uh passers for rookie quarterbacks i mean the third or fourth passer is like 3700 yards you're talking about dropping from philip rivers and the volume he had last year uh let me pull that up real quick and sorry i didn't prep much but I've been just been crazy around the, around the house. so, so. I mean what but, what, are,
0: what what's keeping Herbert from not being like the Josh Allen where he just bursts onto the scene, starts running all over the place, throwing the ball around because I mean they have they, that's okay, fine. Don't they, don't they have similar styles? Don't they have big arms and
1: you know, yeah, but is that good for all the peripheral pieces? You know so my my thought was, and this is this is not really about the QB because I think there are QBs that can score as rookies. You know, Kyler Murray was great last year. But he threw for like thirty seven hundred yards, you know. Last year, Phillip Rivers threw for forty six hundred yards. What's realistic for Herbert this year, or for that Chargers offense, you know, with Tyrod and Herbert? Because I think Tyrod probably starts three or four games at least. But I mean, what's realistic? 3,600 yards, a thousand less. Go ahead.
2: I think you're about right on there. I mean, realistically, I agree. He's not throwing for forty six hundred. If he does, I'll be shocked. It ain't going to happen. But I think that just means
1: four hundred yards or something.
2: And being a rookie, I think he also ends up latching on to somebody a little bit more that he feels comfortable with, and it's going to kind of narrow the range of relevant players on that team down to maybe two as far as pass catchers. So maybe Eckler, like these dump-off rookie quarterback type deal, or Hunter Henry or Keenan Allen. It's gonna be somebody, but it's not not everybody's gonna be relevant. Right. Yeah. I I think.
1: The issue is for me, and uh, is what I was saying in the chat, lower your expectations across the board because we don't know which player, if there is a player that steps up and kind of garners the attention, we just don't know which one it is. you know, is yeah. it Mike Williams because Herbert likes to throw deep. Is it Eckler because Herbert has a tendency, not a tendency he has uh, uh, in his game he likes to throw to the to the running back a little bit. Um, is it Keenan Allen because he likes to get the to get the ball out fast or the Chargers like to get out get the ball out fast? Yeah. You know.
2: Well and it's what they ask him to do too. I mean, they may put him on right. a little bit of a leash when he especially when he first gets out there. Do you figure maybe Absolutely. Tyrod maybe starts three to four games, maybe? If he doesn't get beat out preseason, he'll start a few games and they're gonna put Herbert out there. But typically when you throw your rookie quarterback, you're not like just chuck it. <laughs> like you're like <laughs> right. like unless you're in like the like garbage time, like You're going to do short dink and dunk routes once Keenan Allen excels at. And then you have Eckler's a great dump off guy. I mean, they got safety nets there for him to keep him comfortable.
1: Yeah. But then what do you go? So last year, uh, Keenan has like 104 for 1,200, something like that, and six or seven touchdowns. What's, I mean, that's, I just can't project anything close to that for me, for me personally. And now we're getting to the point where Eckler, I mean, where, uh, Allen's going to be what he's 29 this year, so he's going to be entering his year 30 season during, uh, during Herbert's second uh, starting you know year. It just it, there's a lot of things that go into this. Uh, I think the same conversation can be had in Cincinnati, where do we expect Joe Burrow to go out there and throw, throw for 4,200 yards or whatever? You know, I mean, I expect mixing to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I that's my opinion the, on that. Like they're gonna. I think the no, 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 offense yeah. can be fine, but I don't think that 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 means that Joe Burrow is going to be in year one offering the same kind of volume that uh, they had last year. You know, it was thirty nine hundred ninety four yards, so four thousand yards last year, eighteen touchdowns. I I could see him going thirty eight hundred and twenty twenty two. You know that kind of thing, but I don't. It's just hard to project a rookie going out there and throwing for you know, 4,000, 4,200 yards, whatever, and 25, 30 touchdowns. It just doesn't happen often. This, um, is, a unique, the best. this is a unique season
0: as well with the lack of – you know, off all season this, training time, whatever training time chemistry exactly. so, yeah. right, right, right. You you, know, you might see, uh, you know, you might see Tyrod Taylor a few more games than you would normally if they were playing. If they, if there was, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think a, a lot, a lot of the rookies might be at a, at a, a disadvantage this season. We'll, we'll see how it goes.
1: Do you guys? I know this hasn't been. Uh, what do you guys think about Tua? Does he end up playing this year? Does Fitzpatrick hold that job the whole season? Um, it you know, there's a
2: pin. I don't know. I think we see them at some point. I don't know when that point is because I don't think they're – they're still not going to be trying to win. Like, I think they're still going to keep taking to get that better draft pick and give two another weapon. There's no reason not to. They're not going to compete in that division, really. They're just not there yet. I love what they're doing, but they're not there yet. So, put the old guy out there. Let two learn a little bit. In the last 20
1: years, there's only been like three or four quarterbacks that were drafted in the top ten that did not take the job in year one at some point.
2: That's, yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of pressure on GMs and head coaches to get that guy out there because they spent that draft capital. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. Luke. Okay, when, when
0: Sam Darnold was um, uh, his rookie year, they – it was a big deal for him to get the reps. You know, let's get him out there. The more experience he'll get in year one, the better he'll be in year two. He's not learning if he's sitting on the on the sidelines. And that was that was like a big topic of discussion leading up to him becoming the week one starter. And then that was the big debate when he was anointed the week one starter. Oh, you know, is it, is it too? You don't want to send that send out the rookie too soon. You don't want him to get shell shocked and this and that. But then and there's the argument. Oh, the reps and. You know the experience, so I don't think that. I mean, so you want them to lose games. I think that if you want them to lose games, then two is probably who you want to send the rookie out there to. to, to right, the Jets, right. You know, yeah. You don't want Fitz. I mean, I'm, and again, he, Fitzpatrick put the Jets in a big hole because he he went and had the a Fitz Magic season. You know, he went went out and won a bunch of games and screwed everything up. Uh, you know, initially. Yeah,
1: his problem. Fitz Fitzpatrick is the guy that will he'll lose. Eight games for you, but he'll win five or six, and you're like, "Shit, I really yeah. wanted to lose that game." You know, but he'll win five or six for you, and all of a sudden, you you have the ninth pick instead of the second pick or whatever. Right? Know? Yeah. So yeah. it's a big deal. Two out
0: there is probably in their best interest if he's healthy and looks the part. But then again, I mean, he,
2: who knows? He gets out uh, there, and it's not the worst offense for him to be tossed into as a rookie. I mean, there's some guys there I, that can play. So I mean, it, it's not. I would I, maybe it's just because I live in Ohio and I've seen it for decades now. The Browns, <laughs> where they've just thrown like rookie quarterbacks out there to fucking die with like nobody around them <laughs> and a trash <laughs> offensive line. So maybe I just get that little shell shock yep. with rookie quarterbacks sometimes. Like, yeah, where if I a- if I don't see a, at least a reasonable uh, uh, ensemble of players around them where they have some chance of success, I don't like just throwing a guy out there to fucking die because I've seen the Browns do that. On many occasion, uh McCoy comes to mind. Not that he was great, but I, I cannot remember a play of him on the field in a Browns uniform where he was not running for his life. Like because That offensive best, line was trash. The
1: best and worst example of that is Tim Couch. Poor Tim Couch got just yeah. screwed. I mean, that team was terrible. It's like, okay, go out there and try to win games. Now, I think he was yeah. a better quarterback than he was ever. But, I mean, it's one of those where if you lose it, you lose it. And the Browns took it from him.
2: And like I said, maybe that's uh, – I'm a little bit leery more of rookie quarterbacks, like just throwing them out there in a bad situation because of that. Because I've seen how many quarterbacks it's absolutely destroyed, you know, their the rest of their career really because they never recovered from it. Like, yeah. they, then they got that backup label and they that's just what they were. And maybe maybe they did suck. Maybe they weren't ever that guy and the Browns just are trash at drafting quarterbacks. A lot of them never even got a chance to prove what they could do. I mean, cup could have so, at least been Andy Dalton good.
1: I just think – I think we're going to see – uh, and I don't know when their uh, bye week is, but at late at worst after the bye, I think we see Tua, just because there's no point in playing Fitzpatrick. You know, you you yeah. spent the top pick on Tua, you might as well put him out there and see what happens. You know, and the fans are going to want to see him by, too. He's going to be easily cleared for contact and for game mm-hmm. by then, like easily. I mean, uh, I bet right now if there were rookie mini camps, he would have been full go. Um, now, right. of course, they wouldn't have. There wouldn't have been any contact because there's just no contact for quarterbacks in the off season at all. Anyway, you know, uh, all these princesses running around with little red skirts on and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I understand the whole protect the protect the investment and protect the face of the franchise thing. So I get that. But uh, yeah, as far as the contact goes and and getting him on the field, I don't think that's an issue. So I think we see all three of the of the big three quarterbacks on the field, taking a job, not just handing, not just being handed a job because someone got hurt, but taking the job because there's no reason not to, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. talking about of his health. And if you're cleared to play, the health is not, is irrelevant at that point. You know, you're, you're healed. That's it. Once, once my pulled hamstring is good, I don't have to worry about the pulled hamstring anymore. All the right.
3: only reason not to is quitting,
1: right? Yeah. But and like Larry said, it doesn't really help you to win. Uh, it, like Larry said, it doesn't help you to win if you're playing a rookie. You know? I mean, look at yeah. the rookie quarterbacks from last year. Kyler didn't win games. Gardner Minshew didn't win games. Daniel Jones didn't win games. Okay, Drew Locke won games, but actually he didn't win games because yeah. he sucked, yeah. but the team won games. I mean. They all got the experience. Uh-oh. Right. But exactly. Then that's the point. That's the point. Absolutely. You know, Peyton Manning didn't win games his first year, and threw like twenty-nine interceptions or whatever. In but I don't worry about what a, what a player does the first year as long as they're getting reps, um, right? Yeah, because if honestly, if you are gonna be good, you can probably handle a year. Now, if you get three or four years of that bullshit where you are just running around like you know for your life, I can see it affecting your career, obviously. But yeah, you know, doing it a year and the Dolphins drafted two. Two good offensive linemen.
2: Yeah, um, I think, I think adding, the Dolphins front office has just done a bang up job. Yeah, yep, they're doing good. They didn't they the cheat or the the Bengals
1: didn't let them shoot themselves in the foot by trading, you know, giving the Godfather trade. They yeah. they were bailed out by that because if they do that and they they move like three first rounders for Burrow, they put themselves right back in the same situation where they don't have anything to go around. them. But adding two mm-hmm. offensive linemen and and doing yeah. all that work works. In the long run, so none of this none of this theory stuff is about long run, you know, two thousand twenty one, two thousand twenty two stuff. It's strictly expectations and value for the next twelve months. You know, like Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, I just don't foresee him.
2: He's untradable. I, think, I can
1: tell you that much. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't think that you're putting. I don't think you're getting the same kind of production from him as you did the last few years. Certainly, and him going into his year thirty his age 30 season in 2021, he's done. So this is kind of thing that you need to look for, not now, obviously. You can't trade Keenan Allen for anything decent. But kind of looking at, okay, well, what teams are going to be looking for new quarterbacks next year? And what aging assets do they have on that team that in two years you're looking at a a real big drop And trying to capitalize on that now because they're not going to if they got a rookie quarterback next year they they most likely don't produce at the same level and then they're a year later and they're going to just continue to devalue. So uh, Alan Robinson is not one, um, but he was the first off the top of my head. But he'll only be what twenty seven, twenty eight by the time they replace Mitch Trubisky. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other teams. I'm well, thinking replace- what are other teams out there they're going to be looking at.
0: Aren't isn't Mitch getting replaced this this uh, September?
1: Well, it's Nick Foles, so who nah. knows? Nick uh, Foles is gonna be terrible. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is Mitch Trubisky. I mean, they both <laughs> throw a shit ton of interceptions. I mean, honestly, like Nick Foles is not good. No, so, the Raiders will probably be looking for one, with all their talent's young. Besides Tyrell, um, Darren Waller is a guy that if you can, if you can move him. Uh, even if it's early this season and he's producing, I'd probably be looking to move him because he's going to see further drop in value over the next two years. Because, uh, you know, a rookie quarterback, even if it's Fields or Lawrence, is still going to have some you know, learning curve to go there. So by, by the time you're talking about Waller being 29 or 30 by the time that he but they've got a second year, or third year quarterback that's able to take that leap.
2: I I even hate to say this, but the Packers... Yeah, if they move on from Aaron
1: Rodgers, Devontae Adams is going to be 29 by the time... You know, Mm -hmm. 30 by the time that he could be relevant again. I mean, you got a little bit longer on that
2: one than other ones Not necessarily Maybe I. I don't know. I'm scared they're going to do something stupid next year, but maybe that's just my losing trust in the front office. He's safe this year, but
1: he could have that same sort of drop that DeAndre Hopkins is having right now, you know, Mm that Julio experienced several years ago, um, where... They get to that age 28 season, it's like, oh, crap. Now i got to cash in on this value before he doesn't have any value, that kind of thing.
2: I can't remember who I was listening to the other day, but um, they were kind of talking about something similar as far as like age and kind of when the value starts dropping. And it's been – they said – well, from what they were talking about, it was moving down. Um, Dynasty Trade Calculator, shout out to those guys. Um, Like the age of like your value drop is, you know, what used to be maybe that 29 season is now moving at 28 season. Like you know, removing guys that have elite players that have several years of production left, high end production, but their value starting to tank at 28. Like that's where it's starting to drop compared to you know what yesteryear. So that ages thing is getting extremely heavy in dynasty. It's because you
1: don't want that guy that's entering his year 30 season, and if you try to trade him when he's 29, it might be too late. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're getting you're getting on that precipice. So, um, but it's just it's it's further exasperated when you have a situation where the rookie quarterback comes in and then you don't have even the production to trade him midseason. you know, mm-hmm. like, really just, does, does Keenan Allen hit it off and become a big time player in that offense with Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert over the first few weeks of the season where you can, where he can just get a little tiny boost in value and you can move him. Does he though? I mean, this is a, an offense that's going to be passing for like 200, 225 yards a game. I, I don't know how that, I don't know how that turns into, you know, a wide receiver one. Obviously, tight end is shallow enough that Henry wouldn't need much to be a, a tight Relevant. end one, But, but yeah. to be a difference-making tight end, who knows, you know. Uh, mm. Eckler is not going to catch – I don't I don't believe he catches 85 balls or whatever again. I just don't now, think there's going to be that kind of play in the passing game.
2: His biggest thing is I think he'd see a spike when Herbert gets put in just because checkdowns and a kind of maybe more constricted yeah. playbook. Like I can see him just being a real dump-off valve. So I think, honestly, with Tyrod, he's going to start slow. And when they stick he's Herbert in there, I can see him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think with Tyrod, he's going to struggle. Once maybe be a, a decent buy window on Eckler. But then that's I think funny. once Herbert goes in, he's going to get that little bump up. Because they're going to be keeping that rookie under kind of under wraps and letting him yeah, check down more.
1: It'll be a bump from Tyrod to Eckler. I mean, Tyrod to um, Herbert. But I still think it's mm-hmm. still a massive drop from
2: Herbert or Tyrod. From Rivers to them, you know I mean? oh, I agree. well Rivers the check down king. Nobody's ever going to check down as much as Rivers, but it, it was forty six. I don't disagree with that, off. but I could, when you said that
0: earlier, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, Rivers threw for forty six hundred yards. Left it, it didn't back feel back. like it. Yeah. it did well, not I mean,
1: feel like it. The dude threw the ball a ton. Well, he now, he would was jump he Eckler, and Eckler would just take off, right? Yeah, there was a lot of yak, a lot of yak, yeah. yak in that. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And he so, didn't he wasn't afraid to throw the ball deep he just wasn't good at it. Right. So it did, it didn't help Mike Williams much. So so we're all
0: in a lot of slow drafts right now with the eliminators going on. Um, but I kind of missed the live draft. You know the feel of the live draft and I know Brian you just got you just got through an actual live draft where where mm-hmm. human beings hanging out making picks like Oh, yeah. Um, in, the I a, still
2: have, in the middle of a plague, you're having to, you are having decide to have a live draft? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got to live. You got to live. The world's ending in 2020. We just got to live it up while we can. Um, <laughs> is this a masked live draft? This is uh, my my uh, the originator of all my fantasy football leagues, my home dynasty league. And uh, there's also a redraft league at work as well that predates the dynasty league that I'm not in. But most of the guys from both leagues are kind of in both, except for me and, like, one other guy. But, <laughs> but uh, but, uh every year we go all get together, and we've done it at B Dub's before. Um, we were going to go play Top Golf and draft. Um, that obviously did not work out as hoped. Um, so we did like a big barbecue. Uh, had nice wings, cheeseburgers, the whole spread. Uh, one guy lost a bet last year in the redraft, so free beer for everybody. That was pretty awesome. Uh, so unfortunately, I had to drive an hour to get there, so I had not so many free beers, but still nice. You got to bring a tent. But, but but just the fun of that. <laughs> Yeah. but just that fun of all getting together with your buddies. And uh, we actually had a guy take over an orphan. Nope. And he's done a ton of redrafts, um, very deep redraft player. He played in, you know, hundreds of leagues over the years, but he's never done dynasty. This is his first dynasty. And this is his first live draft. And just the experience is way different. I mean, I think we're all team slow draft here. Um, we all like our slow drafts, but to be able to get together, talk that trash, sit next to each other, heckle somebody's pick. It's just a good time, uh, you know, especially with buddies. So if you've never done one, once I think it's becoming more commonplace. Was this a rookie draft? Rookie? Yeah. Uh, so the this was kind of cool because this year we did the redraft and the rookie draft at once. Usually they're two separate times. So we had everybody together. Uh, I wasn't in the redraft, so I just heckled everybody from the background, uh, which is always <laughs> good to do. Right. Um, and then, of course, two of my other buddies in the dynasty that we talk uh, quite a bit of football about were asking me about guys I liked or whatever. So I was bouncing back and forth between them and uh, giving opinions and whatnot. It's just a good time, uh, you know, to be able to get together and hang out like that.
0: Yes. Um, I, I used to religiously, we, we used to have a, a, you know, my redraft league, my home redraft league was always in person. And then, you know, you get older. I mean, this league's been going on over 20 years. Uh, it was always in person. And now, you know, we got two guys in Florida, one guy in Virginia. You know, people just – lives take over. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone loves the live draft, you know. Uh, what? How did you do, man? What, what pick did you have? Uh,
2: well, I had, early in the season, three first-round picks. A second, uh, the two eight and the 306. Once in the last three weeks, I've turned into Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, moved up to the 205. Um, where I took um, Pittman, ah. and then I got uh, Brian Edwards at the 308. Nice,
0: that's a nice haul.
2: So, so for all my rookie picks, I felt uh, very good about my draft, <laughs> uh, taking all those picks and moving around because this is the uh, also pretty heavy contender in this one, which right. actually leads me into a trade I did directly after the draft. <laughs> uh, with a guy was, about that. Hold on, so you're sitting at
0: the draft. Draft is over. Everybody's still shooting the shit. Bragging about their teams and you're crack, cracking some beers open, and then so and then you make a trade. Is that how this and,
3: went? Uh,
2: kind of, uh, that's what we all did. But uh, the guy that I made the trade with actually rode with me up there because we live pretty close. Uh-huh. Um, so on the way home, he had drafted Rager at the 201, and I'm like, I need me some Rager. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we talking on the way home, um, like I said, pretty pretty stout contender in this league. So production is important to me. Um, sometimes those points are worth more. And of course the home leagues always went the bragging rights. We also have one of the nice big championship belts, Larry, you know how nice those belts are. And, uh, I want mine back. Uh, so we're on the way home and he's talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what do you want for Rager? I'm going like, to well, I don't know what he got. I'm like, I don't know. Look at it. I'm driving. You got to look. So he looks up and, uh, He's a big Juju fan. Once I love, I love me some Juju too. And uh, I like he had Tyreek and Rager, who I like. At first, he wanted Galladay and Juju for Tyreek and Rager, and I'm like, no way. Um, I I just can't do it. I, I just there's too much scariness for me. They are taking Rager, even though I love Rager. Right. That's two big. Two people. I feel like gonna be good producers for basically one good producer and a man. Tyreek and Rager. Like that's a nice. So. Guy. We talked it out, and I've had Adam Thielen, who I've been trying to move. Once again, we talked about the age drop uh, and value. because He's hit that kind of peak. I think Thielen's going to have a good year. I have no B for this production this season. Somebody's somebody brought up Jefferson, but he's not going to knock Thielen off. Diggs couldn't. I doubt Jefferson can uh, as far as his production this year. So Then I'm getting into points and what I need to score this year to win. If Rager turns into Jay jaw it's going to be a rough year. I think hopefully he does a little better than Jay jaw So we're talking. We get home. We still have a deal. I drop him off at his house. I drive home. He goes. I sent you something. So what (laughs) the trade ended up being was Juju, Thielen, and Marlon Mack for me for Rager, Tyreek, Lindsey, and a third. All right. Let me write this down.
0: Hold on a second. Yeah, man. Who
2: Juju, Thielen,
1: and Marlon Mack? You sent Juju, Thielen, and
2: Mack. I did.
1: And you got Tyreek Rager, Rager, and a third, and Lindsey.
2: I like Lindsey and a third. yeah, yeah. So Lindsey and Mac are almost the same person to yeah. me now. Like, like they both kind of got somebody put in front of them and they could do decent if they get the opportunity or if somebody goes down or whatever. Right. So they're kind of the same guy. So I basically feel like I oh, added a third over Marlon Mack.
0: Yeah. And
2: that, and that part of the trade. And then I feel fine giving up Thielen because of the age right. uh, for Rager and Juju for Tyreek. Because I know Tyreek's going to produce Juju. still, I love me some Juju. He's only 23. I think he's going to be great across his career. But Big Ben scares the living hell out of me. Hopefully Big yeah, Ben's fine. Yeah, so I got the wide receiver I know that is going to produce here. Hill and uh, and Tyreek it actually worked out yeah, well I for both with Juju only being twenty-three. The age difference ends up being almost the same between the uh four wide receivers. So
0: I love the I love the Tyree Kill Rager combo. Uh, giving up Juju, I mean you only you only really gave up Juju, right? That was really- yeah, yeah and like I said,
2: Thielen dealing, dealing and Rager value wise, I think are close. I I mean I give the edge to Rager there. But like Thielen's oh, yeah. production is what I was worried about giving up more than Thielen's value. Um, sure. Just because I've I've got a really tough division and I need to score points. And so they, you're a winner. I I easy to, yeah. I
1: think it, I think it's easy to see Rager eclipsing Thielen in value in ten months. You know. You know
2: I agree. Because, no, I totally agree. I and if it had been like Rager for Thielen straight up, I probably still would have done it.
0: Um, right. This is dynasty, you know. It's all about it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Sometimes, and you yeah. know, Rager was
2: really all he, Rager has to do is be between Darius Slayton and McLaren. I mean, and if, he'll out-value Thielen.
0: I mean, he he's going, going on the next season. He's going late first, early second, and that I mean, this is a, this is a, a class filled with studs, mm-hmm. uh, so they say. So I mean, Rager re- really in any other any other year he's uh he's probably a top five guy so right i yep. mean Thielen for for a high draft pick you're not i mean feeling you really getting a first round pick for Thielen anywhere i don't know it's tough no I can yeah.
2: that. it's tough it but is. yeah no and like i said value wise i i totally agree with that it was just you know you get those points too and i don't think is gonna outscore Thielen this year so that's the danger but yeah Felt pretty good about it, and got a little bit younger at the wide receiver spot there too. So felt good. Yeah,
0: getting some youth is nice. Greg, you had, a, you had another, you had a trade, right? You wanted to talk about?
3: Uh, it's wimpy. All
1: right, well, let's hear your wimpy trade. It counts because I made a big one, and I want to talk about it too. Whoa. it was actually a two piece. Uh, Twenty
3: twenty-one seconds. Or Ronald Jones at a 2021 third. I think I, I didn't
1: hear the second part of that. I heard the 2021 second for Ro- for Rojo and, but I'm good with that. Anything a uh, 2021 for for Rojo plus, I'm fine with that.
0: You know, and everyone's talking about Keyshawn Vaughn, and this gets back to the what we what we touched on earlier with the lack of reps and stuff. You're gonna just throw Keyshawn Vaughn right in there, and he's just gonna miss.
1: You know, I think I heard that somewhere that Rojo is still like three months younger than Keyshawn Vaughn
2: or something. Gonna <laughs> lead for two I found them both. I feel like they're both gonna be bad. I like the Rojo. I, side.
1: I like the Rojo
3: side.
2: I gave the I gave the role, I gave the role. It was all right, so Greg, yeah.
1: sorry, because I want to hear the other side then. It was Rojo plus what? A third? Yeah. 21 21. third. So basically, so they basically gave Rojo, Rojo to
0: upgrade more. a second. I think that's just one of those yeah. personal preference
1: deals. Right. You know? yep. 50, 50 go either way. Yeah. I would prefer the Rojo side, but but I could see and if you believe in Vaughn – and you're a Vaughn believer, aren't you, Greg? You're. A-
3: <laughs> I am. Uh, the, he wanted Jones from. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. If somebody wants Jones from you, then yeah. Totally. Oh, I offered.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah, I wanted his se- – I. I would rather have the second than Jones in the third. I just. I just would.
2: Sure. The one upside of the second is it's only going to gain value, and there's at least somewhat of a decent shot Rojo loses value, yeah. even it, more it, 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 value is, if yeah. that's possible.
0: Yeah, he could fall off a cliff this year. You
2: know, yeah,
1: okay. So I'm just writing it down because it's a little bit long. Yeah. Um, I gave uh Cam Makers, Jalen Rager, and Hawkinson, yeah, right? All right, right, it's a big Ooh. boy trade.
0: Set, hold on, set this up <laughs>
1: 12 team, it's a 14 team Superflex auction. Ooh. And auction dollars roll over, rookie auction dollars roll over every year. So, kind of like a bankroll thing. So, gotcha. um, And that's important because I got some picks in here. So, I gave away Akers, Rager, and Hawk. And I got Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard. And then I got a 2021 second, a 2021 third a 2022 20, second and a 2022 20, third. So the key to those is the, on the scale a second is basically half of a first as far as money goes and that that matters more for auction because because uh you can actually you don't have to trade the picks to get them you know to get the value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I get two seconds, I have a first. You know, I don't have to trade those two seconds for the 112 or whatever, you know? Yeah, you have the um, so equivalent
2: of- value.
1: Right. Um, so that makes a big difference. So I got Evans, Goddard, and those four picks, um, which is basically a first and a second if I rolled them over. Then the, the very next day, less than 24 hours later, I moved Evans for Tyler Boyd and a 2021 first. Ooh. So what I netted was Boyd, Goddard, a 2021 first, a 2021 20, second, a 2021 20, third, and then a 2022 20, second and third for Akers, Rager, and Hawk. I like the second trade more, the Boyd plus yeah. a first for Evans. Mm-hmm. Getting Boyd in a first, I like that a lot more. Um, I thought the first trade was me maybe overpaying a little bit for some picks because I wasn't sure I could move Evans for right. value. But once I moved yeah. Evans for Boyd first, I feel like I. I the combination of the
2: two I feel very very good I, about the trade I can't move Evans anywhere so the fact that he's you, terrifying but, this did, year because honestly I'm kind of in the boat that Brady's arm is not can't get it down the field like that I love Mike right. Evans as a player still but I'm like I don't know we I have to be wrong on Brady for Mike Evans to be Mike Evans and not only that do we really think they're going to pass for 5,000
1: yards you know Negative. I just don't think they have the the need for that. I don't think they put themselves in that position because, again, Winston is not there throwing thirty picks. So yeah,
2: um, I think Godwin could have a beastly they- year.
1: Right. Yeah, I think Godwin is in line for a lot of targets, uh, and it doesn't take. I mean, obviously, last year he didn't have to have a ton of targets to be very effective. So.
0: They've already interesting nugget. They've already come out and said they're going to be doing twelve personnel. So you're going to have two tight ends out there, which 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 is really neat. Well, which what two tight ends is it going to be? Gronk and you
2: got Cameron Brait and OJ. It's Gronk and Howard. It'll be OJ. It's Gronk. Um, Which neither will be super relevant, but yes, it'll be Gronk and OJ. But wasn't
0: wasn't wasn't O.J. Howard in the doghouse because of his blocking last year? Was that
2: – did I make that up? I always felt like he was a good blocker, wasn't he? That's why he doesn't get as much passing work. Oh, really? Right. I don't know. That was, that I feel was like I've narrative. heard that narrative somewhere.
1: League. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. It, it was the narrative entering the league. So I remember um, Arians, Arians was,
0: was, knocking him, was knocking Howard for not getting – for not being the Howard that we wanted.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. But it was easily, as far as snap counts go last year, uh, Howard, Howard hit uh, 68.7, so 69%. And uh, Cameron Bright had thirty eight percent of the snaps. Yeah, it's just it's clear who the who the number one guy is there as far as tight ends uh, last year. Now you add Gronk in there; they're going to have to run some twelve personnel and and have two out there. But I think the second one, if Howard isn't the first one, he's at least the second one. So nice. All right. Um, I I'm not i uh, I'm not a Gronk believer, so we'll see how that works out. Anyways, I think there's a chance that. Power can get some more action. From if you're selling Gronk, what, what are you looking for if you're
0: selling Gronk in a 12 team league? Second round? Tight end premium or, or standard? Yeah, tight end. Like let's go tight end premium. Go, go tight end premium. Yeah, we play. If I get a second, I'm fucking bailing. Right. I don't even, I don't even yeah. fucking care. If I can get a second, I'm gone. I'll That's take one, it right I'd now. 2021 20, second, you're selling Gronk. I'm gone. Yeah. I would have so, to. Do it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Speed. I'd dance like. Di- Di- I'd, sma-
0: I'd smash, except. Diagnostic league, you're selling Gronk one point seven five tight end, you're you're selling Gronk for a, one second? I, I I'm he's done.
2: Like they already said they're running the Arians offense. So unless Brady just goes fucking rogue and hyper targets Bronk, who hasn't been relevant in five what, four or five years that he hasn't been Gronk? I mean he's when he's healthy, he's the man, but you know, and he took a year. So
0: he also um he's younger than Kelsey, Gronk.
2: Yeah, he's not the yeah, old. He's, he
1: just he's, hurt. Yeah, but he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's he's played a lot different game than than Kelsey has. Kelsey is he's the pretty boy on the field running routes. Gronk mm-hmm. is the dude barreling through people. Yeah, you yeah. know he's the he was he was the best all around tight end to ever play the game. Yeah. Now, what I think, uh, Gronk, I love Tony helped. Gonzalez, but he he never blocked like that. Um, no. As far as receiving go, uh. uh Antonio Gates not even close to near the the well-rounded player that Gronk was. I mean, it just. It, Gronk I think that's where feet. Gronk
2: makes a difference on that team is the blocking. I think it helps the yeah. run game, and I think it sure as it helps Brady because he's going to help keep Brady upright. Hmm. And yeah, I, just I don't think see that's how we find, that's going to be his biggest mo- That's going to be his biggest role. I don't think he's going to make enough catches to make a difference.
1: I don't see how he gets sixty-nine for thousand eighty-four like he did in two thousand seventeen. I think he's a <laughs> lot closer to that forty-seven for six eighty-two and three which is a fine season. The only issue is, what's he going to play? One more season, Larry? So you're, you're giving up a second for a one-year rental? You know, well, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, I would sell him for a second. If it's only a 1.5 uh, instead of a 1.75, it's just a 1.5 premium, yeah. I'd sell him for an, for an early third easily. Early
3: easily. third?
0: You'd sell Gronk for an sure, early third? See, I don't think yeah. a early
1: third is really worth anything. I, so
0: would I,
2: I'd rather, I'd rather see if I can catch lightning in a bottle with Gronk. If and I was going to do the third, I might try to just package Gronk and try to get something. Like I don't know if I would take a third. Be tough. A I'd third. try to find somebody, and I would just package him with something as an add-in to get what I want rather than yeah. a third, because Gronk will hold more name value than a third this year right now. Right. I think like if you went to a tight end premium one point five and went, I really want this guy. I don't really give a fuck about Gronk. I'm just going to throw him in on the trade to get it done. Right. I think that would be a better value than getting a, just a third for him.
1: All right. Right. And I could see him being like that add on, you know, that throw in yeah. where somebody values him enough that he can actually, you know, move the needle.
2: So, I mean, even if you think about a trade, like we're all, well, at least me and Justin are pretty down on Gronk. What looks better in a trade? I'll give you a twenty twenty-one third, third, you know, now, or I'll give you a Gronk. Right. I mean, just looking at it, what looks better? I mean, from the eye candy point, it's Gronk.
0: Uh, all right. Well, what do you think, guys? You want to wrap things up? Got anything
2: else? Yes, <laughs>
0: Greg's back,
2: and he's <laughs> frozen your, again. Uh, you're Larry's good. Greg sucks.
0: Oh.
1: he's out again. Poor Greg. He's got You'd like- be like, what the hell is going on here? This is some
2: bullshit. Is that a Minnesota so.
1: thing? You
2: think, or it just—it's just been the last two episodes too that he's had this problem. Yeah. The first couple, he yeah. had no issue. So right. We should have Shane on again next week and mess with him.